Hello and welcome back to Live with the Lord podcast. I am your host, Gloria. And yes, before we start with our episode of today, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. It's an episode that's going to be more on the shorter side um, to what we are used to. But I heard our guests sharing this testimony in our last community meeting at base in Waiwamazan. And I just really felt from the spirit to share this with all of you. It was really inspiring to me. I was really encouraged to wait for the Lord and to invite him into the process of waiting. And if this is you, I wanted to make this encouragement also available. So this is not going to be an interview like you're used to. I am going to be asking a couple of questions, but it's not that much of an interview. It's more of a testimony. But yeah, without further ado, let me introduce you to the person that is sitting next to me in this lovely couch. Um, hello, Rebecca. Uh, this is Rebecca Gibbons. She has been a Waiwamer for some time. She's currently in Thailand and she's on this base right now uh, because she's part of the International DTS Center, which, yeah, it's very exciting. Would you like like to introduce yourself and um, yeah. explain a little bit of your journey with the Lord? Sure. Um, I, yeah, my name is Rebecca, like mm -hmm. you said, and um, I've been serving with YWAM for the last 24 years. Okay. Yeah. And I started here in Europe and then God moved me to Thailand. That's a, for another podcast. <laughs> but I grew up in a Christian family. And mm -hmm. so I have not known anything different than life with Jesus. Yeah. That's that's my my background in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so moving to Thailand mm -hmm. was a big shift from okay. the American and then European mentality yeah. and then going into an Asian context and yeah. a different religion and mm. all those kind of things. Yeah. I had a, a huge learning curve and yeah. um, from about the age of 30 uh -huh. until now. So Okay. Is there like a specific word that how did you feel led? I know that it's for a different podcast, but like if you could sum it up a little bit, like what did the Lord say? How did you know that it was Thailand? Yeah, um, it was actually a series of circumstances. Okay. So living in the Czech Republic, I'd been there already for 10 years mm -hmm. and then visa laws changed and I couldn't get the right visa oh. and my leadership was changing and I had been in a relationship and yeah. that fell through okay. and there was just a, a series of different things and each one I felt like God was closing the door on a season mm. and I thought I knew where he was leading me mm. but through the area of communications we actually went to run a communication gathering and then a school in Thailand and okay. while I was there God began to just kind of say hey open your eyes and will you still trust me mm. will you still follow me wherever I say And I had to really lay on the floor one night yes. and just say, yeah, God, I again surrender. Mm -hmm. I surrender my ideas. I surrender my my thinking that I would I would live and die in the Czech Republic, yeah. that it was, okay, God, it's you. I'm in this because of you, not yeah. because of my own dreams. Yeah. Yeah, that's such an important, it's such an important answer to like really sit down and consider like, where am I? Um Where am I with my own ideas and with what the Lord had spoken? Because you were doing such an effective job in the Czech Republic, as well as the work that you're doing in Thailand, like currently. Mm. So um, I think it's important and like also to like 
check ourselves every now and again and being like, where am I? Am I the, in my case, the lady of the calling or am I letting the Lord be the Lord mm -hmm. of the calling? Mm -hmm. um, so true. But so you moved to Thailand mm -hmm. and there, like yesterday you shared this um, amazing story about prayer and yeah. about like never giving up. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So um, we were in a Northeastern Thailand family gathering mm -hmm. and it was the first one that I actually had gone to because my first three years in Thailand I spent in Bangkok okay. learning the language and the culture and running DTSs there mm -hmm. and then I was actually traveling in the states and I felt like I woke up one morning and I heard God say move to the northeast of Thailand and buy a pickup truck okay. and so I said okay because by this time I'd learned when God speaks you surrender and you say you go like I'll go yeah. And so I um, moved to the Northeast and this was the first family gathering there and they laid out a big map on the floor and we were encouraged to walk on the map and ask God uh, for his heart for an area where YWAM was not yet. And mm -hmm. it was really just a map of that area of, of Thailand. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my colleague and I uh, we're ministry partners. She's Thai and from the northeast part of Thailand. Okay. We found ourselves standing in the same spot on mm -hmm. the map, and it was in a province called Lui. Mm -hmm. And in this province, there's no YWAM presence. And okay. so we just began to pray for this place. We went to visit it. But as we prayed, we were just praying, God, send someone, send yeah. anyone, mm -hmm. raise up people. Let there be a DTS there. We will pray for them. We will support them. We will train them. You know, we will do whatever we can, but you send someone mm -hmm. else. And then somewhere along the way, our prayers begin to change yeah. and they became, wait a second, God, send me, mm -hmm. send us to this place yeah and then quickly our prayers turned into especially during covid because you know everybody in covid got quite restless yes. especially as a ywammer <laughs> we're so used to moving around yes and we just felt like our prayers changed to is it time now can we go now is it mm. is it the right season mm. and looking from outside, it seemed like absolutely the wrong season. COVID yeah. was still full blown. There was a lot of unknown things. Prices were going up. Everything was happening. But we just sensed at that moment that, you know, um, God was doing something and mm -hmm. we just had to wait for the right timing yeah. and that he would show us. So we just kept praying mm -hmm. and it was like a broken record. Can we go now? Can we go now? <laughs> and he just said, wait, wait, I'm doing something. And that mm -hmm. was about eight years ago. Wow. Okay. So... You were praying and praying and praying, and then at some point that door opened. Yeah. And you were able to purchase a house. You yeah. first were thinking about renting it, mm -hmm. but it turned out that uh, the lady that made like that bridge, yeah. she was giving you a house to buy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, how did that change of expectations and change of. Well, like it affect you. You know, it went from being something like, okay, we just go there and see what God has for us. Mm. And, you know, when something is a little bit temporary, yeah. you think, okay, it, you know, if it doesn't work out or if mm -hmm. it's too hard, then we just go on because we're just renting. Yeah. But when you suddenly buy a house, it's like you're putting down roots in that place and mm -hmm. you're saying, I'm going to be a part of this community, even if it's a hard place. Yeah. This is where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And so just watching how God provided everything we needed in just 56 days, we knew mm -hmm. that that whole journey that he was with us and it was the right timing and that he had brought us to that village, to that mm -hmm. house, to that community. And so we were just like, okay, God is totally in this. Like yeah. we couldn't 
we couldn't say otherwise. Yeah. So God provided miraculously for the house. Yes. Which is also like crazy and how he beat you to, as you said before, like he beat you to like the dates that you thought yeah. that he was going to provide. He provided. And we told him 60, like two months. We, we told the landlord, uh, the former yeah. landlord, we'll buy the house in two months. And he, he did it in 56 days. It's crazy. Like I love, I love reading about this YWAM stories, but just, just this, not YWAM, but this faith story. So like, when the Lord is sending you and you're just obeying, like he's going to yeah. provide and he's going to open doors and he's going to just open the way. Um, and yeah. I didn't even say this yeah. before, yeah. but 27 different nations contributed towards the house. That is so cool. Yeah. So it's for kind of a world house. <laughs> it's a world house. No, but for sure. It's yeah. like the whole kingdom. Like we mm -hmm. see it as nations, but it's like also mm -hmm. like people from all over the kingdom. Yeah. Um, And so... You were mentioning as well that you probably didn't know it at the beginning, like even though you knew the circumstances of this area of Thailand. And um but you ended up ministering to some some kids. Yeah. I want you to tell this story, yeah. please. Yeah. So uh, you know, when we moved there, there we were the first Christians to kind of not arrive in that place. Of course, mm -hmm. I'm sure there were Christians that had passed through, but we were the first ones to kind of settle down mm -hmm. in this place and There's no churches. There's no other Christians in the whole district. Yeah. So in a maybe in an area spreading around twenty six thousand people, mm -hmm. there are no other believers. Okay. And so we moved in there knowing that, yeah. but not really knowing the condition of the village. Mm -hmm. And so at the beginning, we just started building relationships with people. The grandma across the street would bring us fruit every day, or <laughs> come amazing. and help us carry things from our car from our truck to the uh -huh. house. You know, it just she just adopted us. Like we just call her grandma. Grandma, you know, so sweet. and so we just began to build relationships. And um, that first year that we were there, so it was just it's actually just like last year. Okay. <laughs> um, I was putting up uh, lights for Christmas. Yeah. And these small group of kids, about five of them, walked mm -hmm. by and they said, "Hey, what are you doing?" And mm -hmm. I said, "I'm putting up Christmas lights." And they said, "When's Christmas?" Yeah. You know, being a Buddhist nation, yeah. they have no <laughs> idea when is Christmas. And yeah. I said, "It's next month." And I said, "Hey, why don't you come back on the 25th of December?" Mm -hmm. And we'll celebrate Christmas together. I'll tell you all about it. Yeah. And so they came back, but they brought 50 of their friends with 50, them. 50. 50. 5-0. Oh, come on. <laughs> so then we had this huge party at our house on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. And we were able to tell them the Christmas story mm -hmm. and um, give out gifts to everyone. God wow. provided enough. We had no she, idea how many would come. Do <laughs> he does that. And we had food for them and everything. And mm -hmm. then slowly one kid came back and wanted to learn English. Yeah. Um, but actually, she didn't care about English. She just wanted to hang out with oh. us. And then slowly she brought a couple of her friends. And mm. now we have this group of about 12 to 15 kids yeah. that pretty much come every day yeah. if we'll let them. Yeah. And they just come and we do teach a little bit of English. Mm. But I've been like just working through the Bible, starting yeah. in Genesis and going straight through. And then um, we just recently, the end of this last year, we were able to start with a house church uh -huh. and so we have a house church with kids and they That's come crazy. every weekend and mm. we do a proper like you know bible story and we do some craft mm. and we in thailand you always eat after a church service so we eat together yeah. and these kids they know the stories already yes. and they know who jesus is mm. and these about 12 of them have really fully accepted jesus in their heart that is amazing yeah uh, that you're raising like a whole generation of 
missionaries, like local missionaries Amen. as well. And yeah. also in an area that is so needed for the light of Jesus. The kids that we're working with, these 12 that come to our house, they are all from like pretty difficult situations. So mm -hmm. we would consider them children at risk where their parents are drug addicts or alcoholics or there's um, beating going on in the house, that kind yeah. of thing. And so we know that the reason why God brought us to that house was to be light in that village mm. and to be a safe place for those kids. Mm. And so the fact that they've come to us and now we have this church with them, we just know that eight years ago when we were praying on the map, those kids were just being born. And Come God on. brought us right to that I'm moment. Goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, like when, when God says, I'm doing something, we can mm. trust him in that. He's doing something up bigger than we can imagine. So, I don't know. Do you have anything specific that you would um, advise? Because I know that I found myself many times in that position of having listened to the word of God, obeying and like just praying and praying and praying and like, Never giving up, but at the same time, that never giving up, that never seems so eternal. So it's like it, there's no end to it. Yeah. So would you have any piece of advice as a person who has been there? Because like your trajectory in missions is it's long enough to say, uh, this is what this is the thing that I would advise you to do. Yeah. I mean, maybe I give a little backstory. Yes. To sure. it. So when I was young, I told you I, was, I grew up in a Christian family. And we didn't have a lot of money growing up. My parents were Christian school teachers and they often didn't get paid. Yeah. And one day I remember my mom saying, look, if we don't have enough money, the electricity is going to go off tomorrow. Don't know when it's going to come back on. Mm. And I remember praying that night before I went to sleep. God, you can do it. Yeah. You know, you moved mountains. You you fed 5,000. You walked on water. You you did more than, than keep my electricity on. Mm. You can do it. Yeah. And I just went to bed. I didn't mm -hmm. beg him. I didn't ask, oh, God, please. I just said, you can do it. Yeah. And in the morning, I woke up and I went out to our living room and I looked out the window. And sure enough, there was a guy that owed my dad money, handing him exactly the amount that we needed for mm. our the money to keep the electricity on. Yeah. From that moment, I knew that my God was my provider. Yeah. That he would provide for anything. Mm. And I could trust him. And that when he made a promise that he would always be with me and that he would provide everything for me, I can trust him yeah. in that. So even in the midst of waiting and mm -hmm. waiting for something that is so scary, mm -hmm. I know who he is. Yeah, I know that he's there. Mm -hmm. And so I oftentimes say, I know who he, I know who you have been in the past, God. Mm -hmm. And I know the promises that you have for the future. Yeah. It's clear. It's written out in, in the word of God. Anyone can read it yeah. or listen to it. But the moment of that I'm in right now, where the past is the past and the future is still the future. Yeah. God, in this moment, you are still that same God. Yeah, You are the God that was and the God that will be. Mm -hmm. And I can trust you in that. And so I just like to encourage myself. Oftentimes, I feel like David just like encourage myself in the Lord. Yeah. I wake up in the morning and say, today, God, today I will trust you. Yeah. Tomorrow, let tomorrow worry about self. But today, yeah. it, you're enough for me today. And I'll trust you in that. Yeah. yeah, it's such like a as like a simple thought, but so true. And we forget and we project into the future or like we look into the like in our past, like a recent past. And we forget about the faithfulness of God. Mm -hmm. And we forget so many times because of our circumstances seem so loud. The quiet whisper of like, hey, I'm here. That's right. And that's so beautiful. Yeah. And I want to thank you so much yeah. for uh, sitting down with me. 
yeah. um, giving me time to ask you all of these questions and for yeah sharing this beautiful story that I'm sure is gonna inspire our listeners but yeah thank you so much for coming yeah Thank and you for having me. Such an course. honor to be here. I wish we had more time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, for our listeners back home, we will see you in the next episode. Bye.